Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Goddess Podcast. Authentic conversations with modern medicine women and goddess penores alike, inspiring you to build your queendom with grace. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. As you know, if you've been following me over on Instagram, it's been quite the week for me. Um, I changed my handle from Shamanessa Gadessa to Sabrina Riccio, which was a huge step for me owning who I am and stepping into my radiance and my brilliance and to just surrender what I, you know, what this, this belief that I had that what I needed to do and just to be more in this feminine and be more receptive and show up as myself and not be hiding behind this mask anymore or of, of a brand the brand is still around it was just time for me to really own what I was sharing and time for me to really step into my truth and it's been it's been a shift for sure I mean there was it was such a it was I was six months if not longer that I've been pushing making this shift and you know these podcasts have just been so inspiring for me to just really own it and to like be the sovereign goddess and to be free and to step into my truth and my light and to own it and to know that I'm enough and my intention for these episodes and these podcasts is for you to remember that within yourself as well and the episode for this week is so great I oh my gosh I absolutely adore Meredith Rom. so Meredith Rom, she has a podcast of her own it's called Rising Women Leaders I highly suggest you go check it out she's got amazing women on there just sharing their story and their medicine and just stepping into their truth. So it was a no-brainer that I wanted her on my show, and I know we've been following each other for over a year for sure. And so when she was like, hey, I have my new book, Just Be, and I really want to share it and talk about it, I said, absolutely yes. And so her new book, Just Be, is about her journey of discovering self-love in India. You know, she was on this beautiful journey of, surrendering and trusting the divine guidance that was coming in you know she she heard the call when she was in yoga to move from New York to San Francisco in 10 days just 10 days of being in San Francisco she met this man in the park and he was like I don't know why I need to tell you this but I'm going to see a saint this weekend and I think you're supposed to go and of course that saint was Amma who is just like this like living saint who hugs people and she's this beautiful divine presence and You know, you can just, you feel held and you feel supported. She just carries this beautiful feminine energy. And, you know, we're in times right now where we need to be more nurturing within ourselves and we need to recognize and honor those that are nurturing one another. And when we, when we acknowledge that, we find that within ourselves more as well. So Just Be is her memoir that she published and released about her experience living six months in India, visiting all these different spiritual teachers and gurus and being at Anima's ashram, you know, and then essentially like surrendering the journey and going on her way and, you know, just to really find herself again and has heartbreak, but also empowerment, realizing that she's responsible of her own happiness. And she's, she, you know, she's realizing like, you know, this is my take, like this is my life. And you know, it takes, it's, it takes, it's an evolution to really realize and to take responsibility for our actions and behaviors. And I know that's something that I've been really seeing a lot lately with myself, just taking responsibility for my past and my behaviors and 
using this opportunity to rewrite my story and I want you to know you can do that too but it's really important for us to practice this self-love and practice radical forgiveness to ourselves and to just really honor the journey trust the process this is why this has been the mantra for me for a while now because it is everything you know having this the art of surrender it takes practice and it takes patience to learn to surrender and to give it up to a guide higher than ourselves and to get out of our own way and to stop playing small like this is what it's all about it's just you are enough just as you are so just be be who you are and you know take responsibility for your actions and behaviors in the way you may have treated others or the way others have treated you and how you reacted because we have to be able to go within and if we can't love ourselves we can't receive that love or recognize that love that's coming our way I know that's been the forefront for me for over six years like pushing away twin flame and like like figuring out like I need to just do this I need to figure this out for myself after years of depression and to me it was like depression that comes through is you know we're in relationship with the tormented parts of ourselves and we're in depression and so the practice of self-love is so crucial to really take the time to love ourselves and to know that we are enough and just be you know we are here to be in the flow and to experience this life and who we are is more than enough. You are brilliant. You are radiant. You are sovereign. You are free. You're sexy and all of those things that you are. But you have to have faith in yourself and faith in the process and faith in your guides and know and remember that you're never alone and you can call out your guides for help. So in this episode of the Sovereign Goddess podcast, we talked a lot about sisterhood and our pilgrimage and self-love and working with these guides and connecting more with our feminine in our lives and in our business, taking responsibility for our actions, connecting to the breath to find ourselves, to be in that space of receptivity. And of course, just knowing that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Everything that is happening in your life is being perfectly orchestrated and we have to be willing to keep surrendering the outcome of what we think or how our life is supposed to look like. Yes, you could have desires, but to be like, this is the outcome. That's not what it's about. We need to be able to honor the journey along the way because that's where the true gift comes in the journey, not so much the outcome. So I really invite you to just enjoy this episode with Meredith. I absolutely adore this woman. She is just She's an earth angel and she's just so gentle and so sweet and so kind and she emanates that feminine so gracefully and so beautifully and I learn from her all the time just to like be soft and gentle with myself and to be in that space of service and to connect and to just be here as a servant of God, of spirit, of the divine and just when I'm able to surrender, there's such an art to it. And when I, when you were able to surrender, that is when the miracles occur. When we're able to shift our perception from fear to love, from the scarce and the lack mentality to the space of abundance, that is the miracle. And so as we do this work and find our own self-healing and our own self-love, we are able to heal our ancestors and the wounds that have been carried on for centuries and centuries. And this is the time for us to finally face it and to recognize the shadow and to be okay with it 
and to love ourselves more than we ever thought we could. So it takes real it takes courage to share your medicine and it takes courage to speak up and to share what you're going through. Vulnerability isn't easy, but it's worth it. It's so necessary if you want to evolve and grow. So I know Meredith would say the same thing she's she says, you know, just like embrace who you are, your authentic truth and just to be vulnerable with what you're feeling and share your medicine and own own it, own it, own your greatness and just be just be just be just be honor what arises and when you do we'll find ourselves in alignment i'm really excited and i'm so grateful i've been receiving so much love from you guys with the reviews on itunes about this podcast and i'm constantly getting direct messages on instagram and telling me how the podcast and what i've been sharing with you guys lately has been really empowering you and really exciting and There's so many exciting things that are coming up that I'm so looking forward to share with you. It's coming out soon, I promise, but it takes time. And that's the other thing is just it's not on our terms, right? It's all in divine timing and trusting the process and just going with the flow and to just come back to who we are at our center and who we are because, as Meredith said, our highest self is inside of us. And so we have to be able to tap into us ourselves and go into that space and be willing to face the stuff that is afraid that we're afraid to face because that is all just it's waiting for us to be to to be recognized to be healed to be transmuted to be smothered with our love and to just come from that space of compassion and when we are able to go to that space we are able to then be able to put ourselves in someone else's shoes when the opportunity comes when someone else is hurting and they trigger us or we see it and we're like, oh my gosh, like we can see, we can see ourselves in that person. So I'm really excited about this episode. If you love the podcast, I really invite you to leave a review, share it with your friends and let me know what you think. Like I would love to hear from you guys, how it's been going, how these stories have been empowering you, how they've been helping you to rise up as a sovereign and free being And to recognize that you are enough. That's what this is all about, realizing that you are enough. So without further ado, I am so excited to share with you this episode with Meredith Rom. So here we go. All right. So here we are with Meredith Rom. Hey, Mer. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm really excited about this conversation and... I was reading this book, Just Be, that Meredith so kindly sent my way. And it's been so incredible that I haven't been able to put it down. And when I read this, I feel like it's a motif of the spiritual journey. You know, I was reading this and I was like, whoa, like there's so many similarities that I'm seeing that Meredith went through that, you know, as part of my own journey too. Like I I went to Thailand uh, other than India and went to go see John of God other than Amma. But we all have this, I feel like a lot of these teachers have like this deep yearning to really go out there and to listen to our heart and to trust and have faith in the unfolding and the unfoldment of our life and our purpose. So uh, before we even go any further, I just want to say thank you 
for having the courage to write this book and taking the time to share your story. It was, it's been so beautiful. It's been such an adventure and it's, it's just reminding you to really get out of your comfort zone and to really have faith of how this is looking, especially when you get out of your own way of thinking and feeling like the ego's coming and being like, oh, like I'm the one leading the show. But it's when you allow yourself to be in that space of grace and total surrender, you know you're protected. You know you are safe. You know you are aligned. You know you are being that servant, that devotion, the bhakti, that devotion. And so I just wanted to say before we even go any further, thank you so much for your devotion to your path and to your soul's evolution and to trusting in the divine guidance that it's so crucial, especially during these times that we need to really cultivate that relationship. So I just really wanted to say thank you. Oh, I love this. Okay. So before, well, let's, let's dive in, I guess I should say. Um, so there's a few things that, um, you know, that really came to me was like, when you started your story, you're talking about, you know, how you had this like gut intuition to move to San Francisco and to, you know, just trust, go on and find a sublease. And then I'll listen to one step at a time towards that. How has that been for you? since, you know, you started until going to where you are right now, like having this conversation, what has been the guiding thing that has allowed you to really feel protected and safe as you embark on this journey? Well, I think that in the beginning, it was definitely really scary. And as I've had more of that affirmation of things working out along the way, there's just more and more trust. And it's like, okay, I've been there before, I can do this. But definitely in the beginning, it was kind of unworldly to think of moving from the place I had known my whole life, New York, and getting on a plane and moving to a city I had actually never even been to. I went once, two weeks before moving there, just to check out the place I was going to live and make sure everything was okay. But um yeah when I think back on what really like the beginning of it all what really opened me up to my intuition my inner guidance taking the steps one was that life was just getting really hard as I was going <laughs> as I continued going on the path I was on things just started getting harder and harder and I was I came to a place of of surrender just like what's next what do I need to do um, just to give the people listening a little picture of where I was at in my life when I was in New York City I was um, studying to be a designer and a photographer and art historian and applying to jobs to be at working at museums and galleries which were all things I really loved and enjoyed but when I really got down to imagining myself working 40 plus hours a week in a air conditioned environment and and working at the computer day after day I just felt like there must be something more than this like I feel like I'm here for something more than this um, 
and at that time, a few things started happening. One, I started having chronic pain come up in my body. It was like literally my body telling me, you know, you can't be working this much, this hard. And two, my coping mechanism was actually distracting myself from that, what I was feeling. Um, I would go to sugar, I'd go to caffeine, I'd go to alcohol, I'd go to things that would take me out of my body rather than going into what I was feeling. And it was the same way for my emotions. Uh, I went through a really difficult breakup and I, instead of really feeling my pain, I was really kind of distracting myself from it. And it wasn't until, lo and behold, finding my first yoga class and the teacher just opening the space for us to go deeper into our bodies and to really feel what is underneath the surface? What are our, our emotions trying to tell us? What are our bodies trying to tell us? And it was like something clicked and it was like, wow, my body is telling me that something needs to change. And I don't know what that is, but can I open myself to receive some higher guidance? And at this point, I wasn't, you know, I always had a sense of spirituality, but I didn't have any form of religion that I was like going I wasn't going to church anything like that but the yoga room became my sanctuary and that space where I tapped into something deeper within so I think that first moment of really beginning to feel the weight of just some pain and difficulty I was experiencing and um, insecurities and things that were coming up I remember also being really terrified of expressing myself and also just terrified of um, what would happen of the unknown what would happen in these places but there was just this little voice that became louder as I went into the yoga space as I went into feeling my body and my emotions that was like I think you're gonna be okay you can listen to this and I remember telling my my roommate um her name is Lucy in the book. I changed everyone's name. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember telling her that, that I was thinking of moving to San Francisco. And I thought she was going to think it was so crazy. But she was just like, girl, you should do it. Like, what else in your life are you going to have this freedom, this space, this time to really explore? And I had seen so many people just going from, you know, finishing college, going into the good job, going into the next thing. It's like the mundane in a way, you know? Ladder. Yeah. And um, so I decided to take that opportunity and to try something totally different. And it was 10 days after being in San Francisco that a man came up to me in the park and said, I don't know why I feel the need to tell you this, but I feel like you're supposed to meet a saint I'm going to see this weekend. Her name is Ama. She travels around the world giving people hugs and she's considered to be enlightened. I was like, is this, is this a guru? Like, what? <laughs> I think I had read Eat, Pray, Love at some point around this time. Which is How long were you practicing yoga before this? Um, only maybe six months. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe a little longer. I would say maybe a year. Um, but it was still fairly new. And yes, I said yes. I was like, this is unusual and weird, but I'm gonna go. And uh, I went to see Amma. And I remember entering into that temple, just feeling like 
I have never seen spirituality celebrated like this before. And that was so magical. And when it's I like being in those people's presence in itself is just like, whoa, this is really familiar, but really intense. There's like that some kind of like remembrance, I feel, when you're around these like enlightened living saints. Yes, definitely. Something was there. And I felt that when I hugged her too, just such a state of total presence. It was just the beginning of, okay, this is that something more. This is something that I need to keep seeking and exploring and learning about. So that was the beginning of what became, you know, many year journey. This was um, back seven years ago now, six, seven years ago when I first met Ama. And yeah, and, and so a lot has unfolded since that time, but the book is about my travels through India. So it kind of takes you in the beginning of being in New York, making those decisions to move and change things and stepping into the total unknown and seeing what would come from that. Because you also lived in her ashram yeah, so in India. It was a few months after meeting her in San Francisco that I just, I, I felt the calling to go to India and to spend time there. So I had a one-way ticket and I spent my first month at Amma's ashram to the different places throughout India. I love that. There is one quote that really stuck out for me in your book. Um, I was thinking a lot about this because I wrote, I wrote like a blog article got like months ago, maybe a year ago about how you are the guru you've been waiting for. You know, how it's, it's, you are that it's not something outside of you. And you, there's this quote that was in your book that's on page 80 that you said, I learned that the job of the guru is not so much to help people attain enlightenment. It was rather the devotion, the bowing of the ego that allowed the spiritual process to take place. The guru was just there as a guide, a light on the path. I loved that. Because, you know, and guru is from darkness to light. And, you know, we have to be able to have the courage to face our darkness, have the courage to face our pain, have the courage to choose again. And I feel like, you know, with you having that faith and you being able to dive in and you being able to separate yourself from this life that, you know, that was familiar to you. You've had to go through like really crazy. I laughed. I was laughing when you were talking about your train ride. You're like, cause I, I had one of those train rides too in Thailand. I was like, Oh my God, my bed is covered and infested with mosquitoes and it was just like, what the hell did I just sign up for? So when I read that, I was like, oh my God, I totally know what you're feeling right now. So I just wanted to talk about what does it mean to you to really allow yourself to go to a space that is unfamiliar and uncomfortable? And how has that helped you evolve into the being you are today? First, I just want to touch on um, what you mentioned before with that bowing and offering up to the guru and or our teachers. I think the spiritual path really invites us into a state of humility and humbleness. And 
and more lately I've been working with angels, guides, ascended masters, and feeling their presence with me. And I am seeing so much that they are always here to help us. And we just need to ask. We just need to ask for help. And in those totally. moments, something is going wrong or so, something feels difficult or challenging, it's like, okay, first step, where, how can I take responsibility here? Where can I um, own up to anything? Maybe a place I made a mistake or something that I, I took part in causing the situation, but then like ask for help and just say, okay, I recognize this is what's happening right now. And I ask for divine guidance to come in and I feel it and I offer it up and I feel like every time I do that one there's just a little more breath immediately it's just like okay there's more space to the miracles always come they always come and that is the more and more that I've just surrendered to that it's like the more and more that it comes and I just can trust in that now I can trust that they, that the miracle will come that and it might not look exactly like what I thought it would, but in some way, if we're if we have set our lens to be looking for those miracles, it will um, they'll they'll show themselves to us. Oh, usually, like it's like the prayer, this or something better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wanted to speak to the putting my places in those in the challenges or the discomfort and the growth that comes from that. So I think that we. For me, for me at least, from my experience, I always need to be growing to be happy. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I get into that place of stagnancy, it's like, okay, this it can be kind of boring. And I think that's just part of life. And if we're on the spiritual path, we're here to ascend and we're here to keep evolving and growing. And that really gives me a sense of peace and contentment. And the place where I have really stepped into like one of the places that has been so scary for me is sharing my voice and really stepping up to be seen that has been like you know I think back to that girl who brings tears to my eyes who was going to those yoga classes and thinking of that teacher leading this room of like 50 to 100 people in these like packed New York City yoga studios and I just remember feeling like, how, like, how does she do that? How could I ever do something like that? And just seeing, like, witnessing someone in their power in such a profound way, it, I, I had no idea. I knew that that was something I wanted in my life, and I had no idea that that would be possible for me or how to get there. And um, when I think back on just my, my experience with my voice, like back in high school and college, like something, something shut down for me, probably when I was about 13 years old, I think. And it was just like the, the self-consciousness and the feeling of, of really stepping up to be seen. It was a pretty visceral feeling of like something terrible is going to happen if I do this, something really, you know, and I carried that for so, so long. And I think taking really small, loving steps in the beginning, when I taught my first yoga class, when I was um, with my yoga teacher training group, and we, we had these satya circles where we had to speak and speak a different prompt every day and speaking our truth into the group. 
such intense energy would move through my body and I feel like I couldn't breathe but like I just loved myself through that and like okay there's something here there's something that needs to be healed in the throat chakra and I think there are a lot of women who at different levels experience this at some point in their life like opening the throat chakra stepping more into that space of it's okay and it's safe for me to be seen um so what has really been helping me what I notice now like I spent years just like okay I'm the yoga teacher and then um even I joined a Toastmasters group and I was public speaking I was practicing using my voice and it was going really well I actually did really well when I would stand up and give these speeches and um but there would still be that like seed of terror <laughs> of just like well something terrible is going to happen if I do this what is this feeling and it wasn't until this summer that um this summer this summer that I I started to feel like like that wasn't there anymore I love that that terror and I was kind of sitting with that like what shifted what is changing and the big piece of it, I think, is one, like our our world is ascending at a very faster rate. It's safer for women to step up and be seen and to use their voices. So just the collective. But I really attribute some of it to these ascended masters that I've been connecting to, Mary Magdalene in particular. Mm. Um, this summer I was in a circle and it was about Mary Magdalene, the leader in the group, started speaking of these wounds that she carried in her lifetime and one of the wounds was the fear of being stoned for stepping up to speak mm. and to hear her voice and to be seen and I just got full body chills because this she said was a wound that was passed on for generations and centuries and of course you're probably familiar with that that and the women feeling fearful of really being seen or, or stepping up to lead. Um, but what's happening now is that there's this prophecy that 2,000 years after Jesus was crucified, that there would be a great awakening and the feminine would rise and restore her balance and balancing with the divine masculine. So I see that happening now and it's in myself, it's in people around me, it's safe now. I feel so, so grateful uh, that I have this opportunity to be here at this time and to share my voice. And as I share my voice, it is healing all of those centuries of wounds. <laughs> all right. As you're saying that, it's just been confirmation for me because um, I was an organ for the eclipse. And we, you know, it was the, the, the moon and the sun making love and the divine feminine finally had her, her time in the, in the spotlight to be like the main attraction, the moon. And I felt like deep priestess healing, you know, uh, just this past month. Um, and Mary Magdalene has been a huge guide for me the past couple of years. Um, you know, I had like an episode of the podcast with Faye Wilder, who's like, you know, she's like... BFFs with Mary Magdalene. <laughs> and um me on my path too. So. Yeah, the best. So deep love. Um but I've been I've been feeling this like rise of the feminine too. And I know 
for a long time, I, you know, I, I'm double mercury, but I, and I've always been one with my voice, but I, I hear you when you're saying like, it was scary to get out there. And I think that had a lot to do with past life trauma, you know, that we have, we're priestesses and there's been so much that for a priestess, it's to be able to navigate through the darkness by shining our light. So we have to be able to navigate through this space of duality and, being able to be in that neutral space and recognizing that all of it is right. And so when you're saying that, you know, like this, this year, you really feel like you've been able to speak your voice, which is so silly to me because it's like, she's got a podcast, like <laughs> rising women leaders, you know, like, and I'm going to be on an episode coming up soon. Um, but we have, you know, it's like now I've, I'm seeing more priestesses really feeling like, they have, they have that courage and they feel safe to really speak up and share because, you know, it goes back from, like you were saying, lifetimes and, and generations of like the burning of the witches or the, uh, you know, bringing down women or um, trying to limit our bodies. All of these things have been kind of part of our, our history, but now we are writing her story, right? Like now this is our time to, and I, I'm seeing more women share their books, like for upcoming episodes, like most of the people that I've had are all women who have been writing books and they're all feeling courageous enough to go out there and write their books. Like I even am feeling that where I wrote like 2000 words yesterday and I was like, Oh my God, it's happening. But it takes, you know, it takes courage to really share your story yeah. and to really put yourself out there, especially when you're talking about those really vulnerable and scary things. So the fact that like, you know, we, we can remember that we have these guides and, and teachers and friends and people to reach out to deities and what have you, spirit guides, animals, they can really help us through these times. And I think more than ever, we really need to share our stories and more than ever, we need to be vulnerable and authentic to allow ourselves to create a more authentic world. Like I love when you're talking about like to you, if you are stagnant, like you, it just, it's like soul sucking because you're in the space of constantly wanting to grow. And I totally get that. Like we're in the space of expansion, right? That's why we're here. We're here to heal and to like be in our bodies. This is our body's journey through this lifetime. Not so much our souls because our soul doesn't have time. <laughs> so I just really wanted to thank you for that. And to say that, you know, like to give permission for other women to start sharing their stories too and to be okay with where they've been. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, like there's so many people that carry a lot of shame um, from their journey up until now, but it's more so being able to look back at that younger Meredith or that younger woman or that younger girl and just love her. Because her awareness during that time was not in alignment with her soul's truth because there's all these other things that she's had to learn to trust, as you said. Trust that voice within, trust the intuition. So to learn to trust others, because as women, we've grown up in a society where, you know, it's been very like uh, survival or like really like uh, catty with women for a long time. Um, but I, I think all that came from 
the, the stem from all of that has just been women in pain. And so that's why, like, I appreciate you doing a lot of work with women. And, like, you have the Sovereign Circle, right? The Sovereign Circle coming up, too. And so what's your intention with that? Yeah. Yeah. So this, this came to me. This, is, this program has been with me for years. And actually, I ran, like, a very – the first time I ever started being a coach, like, three or four years ago, I ran, like, a mini version of this program. And it was before I knew what it would be called. And it was just so beautiful and transformational for the, the women that participated. And um, my intention with this program, so sovereign, sovereign, that word, I think of that word as boundless and free and autonomous and – in your power, recognizing that we are powerful beings and, um, and it's safe to be powerful. And also we can use that power to be in service. And I think of the archetype of the queen. So the queen is someone who is just like fully standing in her power. And actually the more that she says yes to that power, the more she can help and serve and be there for her people. Like she uses that power in a way of giving it back and um, being there for the people, having the voice for the It's people. because it's overflowing. Yeah, yeah, and, and she says yes to it. So a lot of, I think a lot of my life, I, I kind of suppressed my power. I was like, no, like not safe. But it, she says yes to that, and with that, that, that usually um, invites an intensity of energy that we need to learn how to work with. And, um, and especially when I think of times public speaking, you know, you can think of the intense energy that moves through your body, but it's like, yes, this energy is my power and I'm here to be of service and give that back. Um, and then the other piece for me is just how much I have cultivated courage and strength from being in circle with other women and being able to share my authentic truth and my vulnerability and my openness. And so when I put this program together, it's, it's online for seven months with women. Um, and that's just really what I envisioned, you know, having the live calls of being in circle with other women. And I also really imagine, you know, Women, women's circle in person are really beautiful and transformational. And I know there are some people that don't have that right now. And like to be able to come together with other like-minded women who are going to encourage you, support you and believe in you. That could be, for some people that is really like unheard of and it's something that is so foreign. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I, rem I had one call with a woman who was sharing that that women the women that she was friends with like would just compete with her want to pull her down and and it was just unheard of her and i was like sister when you you in this space like these women are are they're like you like they're gonna see your light and they are going to be so inspired and want to uplift you in that and that's what i've gotten to experience in my life and that's just like been so healing and powerful and you know, I think of Faye, who we mentioned before, just when I was going through kind of some dark times of thinking about my book coming out months before it did, like women like her just lifting me up and saying, you got this, you can do this. And that was just 
so meaningful and really helped me cultivate that courage and that strength to share. So actually the bomb of um, this wound that I mentioned before of the, the fear of stepping up to be seen or to speak, the bomb is really sisterhood. Because when we feel like we have something to fall back on in our lives or like we have people holding us up from behind they're that support system it feels so much safer to go out and to take those courageous steps or to write the book or to mm-hmm. speech or to whatever it is that wants to be birthed through us um yeah so i could say more about the program but we're each month is going to be based on the chakras and we start with the root chakra self-love and just really setting the foundation and body wellness um and then even like i want all the women this is something i've been doing decluttering the home like letting go of things that no longer serve you do not represent who you are today and who you are becoming we need to create that space to really invite in the things we want and then each month is going to work up to another chakra and there are guest teachers, there are private coaching with me, there's um, the sisterhood calls, there's wisdom recordings every month. So, and what I see for the final ceremonial call is um, each woman stepping into her higher self. I love that. This is a space where we are going to witness each other come in full adornment of our higher selves that we're going to connect to more and more throughout the program. But witnessing our vows of what do we claim for ourselves and how we are going to take supreme care of ourselves in this life and also how are we going to contribute how do we want to give and be of service in this life so that's going to be a beautiful witnessing i love that at the end so you know what's been interesting as you were saying that what came to me was that i can just hear women right now being like how do I find sisterhood like that? You know, how do I find, how do I find my people? And I think a lot of that is through authenticity, right? A lot of that is through being vulnerable. Cause I know like for my life in my life in this past year, maybe, yeah. And like the past year is the first time I've really felt like sisterhood in a long time. Like people who see me and people who understand me or people who can help me, people with non-judgment, women who are holding space for me, right? And I think as we work on healing our own feminine energy and finding that within ourselves, we end up, the inner is creating the outer and we become a magnet to, uh, to find and attract ourselves to more sisters and more women that are ready to help us. So with that being said, like, how do you feel? Because I feel like so much of, of our culture and our society was so male dominant, and now we're going back more into this feminine. How do you feel that this feminine energy is not only helping us with our lives, but also with business? Mm, yeah, it is. It's, well, we're being asked to approach business in a new And I think that's what I've been learning the last year or so is even though I was very feminine, you know, most of my life, I was actually operating from a very masculine way of doing things, achieving, pushing, forcing, making things happen. And I recently heard this metaphor of, um, 
a woman giving birth. And so if you think of a woman who it wants to, to birth like a creative project or something in the world, so she feels a calling to create and maybe it's a book, maybe it's a business, maybe it's something. If the woman who's, you imagine a woman giving birth to a baby, if she can surrender to that process, there will be so much more ease and there will be this universal life force that just moves through her and that baby will be birthed. And, and actually, you know, when we try to make things happen before the natural ripeness, there's more struggle. Yep. <laughs> I laugh because I've seen it in my own life. <laughs> yeah. Ain't that the truth? I think it's like, you know, cause so many of us, we, have become conditioned in a society now that is like instant gratification. But there are still the laws of the universe that are saying things will unfold as they should and things flow as they should. But you have to be willing to get out of the way and surrender. Because there's a difference between surrendering your power and surrendering your power. Like, you can surrender your power over people or over situations, but you can still find that power within to be gentle and in that feminine. You know, there's two very different, I, I see there's two ways of power. There is a masculine and there is a feminine flow of power. Like there can be, and, it, and it's all based on intention, right? Is your intention for the power because you're coming from the space of lack? Or is the intention from your powers because you recognize that you are abundance and you realize that in your authentic truth and your authentic being is your power. And so you were even talking about that before about, you know, coming out and speaking and starting to share and tapping into that power. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's really interesting that my book ended up being called Just Be because I feel like that's the lesson right now. I mean, for me and myself, and also I think in a greater collective. Oh yeah. <laughs> be, and the being is the feminine. Being is, um, you know, doing and achieving is much more of the masculine energy. And now as we're restoring the balance, we're, we're thinking, asking like, how can I just be, how can I be in that state of receiving or resting or surrendering or accepting? Because those have been pushed aside for a long time. And I think that bringing those qualities into a business will create more flow and more ease. And I've been starting to really practice that myself and seeing that it is true. You know, we don't need to, whenever I get into like a, a fear state or something and I feel myself start to grip on and it, it, it's hard. But if I like soften that grip and like, okay, you're able to recognize it now. Yeah. And that's everything. Yeah. And it's like, okay, maybe I need to take a bath. <laughs> or maybe, you know, I think just we need to slow down. I think we've talked about this before, but like boundaries and mm -hmm. being able to set boundaries in a way or really honor and, and take care of yourself when you need to or take things off your plate. Um, so, so nourishing and will connect you to something deeper where the doing will just happen it won't need to be like x y like a million things to do on the to-do list it, the doing will just like come forth from this wellspring of 
the being. Well, I think a lot of that, like what prevents us from being is the doubt, like the doubt that it's not going to happen or the doubt that you're going to run out of time or the doubt of like self-doubt of who am I? Like doubt, I, remember, I have a friend that's always, he used to call me a doubter because when I was like at the, at the crux of like my shit, right? He'd be like, you're a doubter. And I was like, oh, whatever, you know? But the truth was, was that I, at that time, I was doubting my power. I was doubting my brilliance. I was doubting life. And when we have those doubts, it's harder for us to be in that flow of service, to be in that flow of our purpose. And I feel more than ever, like we need more people to be in their purpose, more people to be, to be, right? We need more people to authentically share their gifts and their light and their truth because we can, it is a far greater energy and a far greater vibration when we are radiating. Because we, when we do those, we come from that space of radiance. And that radiance is what is the blessing, of everyone that we meet and everyone in our life. So how have you seen like your journey unfold and this beautiful and the synchronicities come through your life by learning to trust and to honor the journey and to trust the process of the unfolding of who you are, the unfolding of what God universe spirit has in mind. What has that been like for you? <laughs> Trusting the process. Yeah. You know, just needing in times where where I have the doubt or the struggle, I really do try to come back to my personal practices, my meditation practice really being a key one and having just explored a lot of different meditation styles in my life and finding what works for me and um you know, I think, yeah, it the trust, it comes from within and it comes and it, it, it just needs to be a surrender, I think, in that moment of when it's no longer working, when things are no longer working the way they're going, how can I surrender and then come back again to that asking for help and then just trust again? Um, let me think of an example. One example that's coming to my mind so I got, um, I got engaged. Uh, yes, congrats. <laughs> thank you. It was like last March. And actually for a while, I had really been feeling a strong desire to get married. And I've been with my partner for almost six years now. And we are, you know, really a beautiful, I feel a divine, you know, coming together, a really beautiful match. And, um, and that whole process, I think what I really needed to learn was releasing my attachments. And I was so focused for a little while on the outcome of like, okay, one day, like I, I'm gonna be, you know, married, I'm gonna have the house, I'm gonna, you know, my mind was like, was again, tightening its grip on the outcome of what I wanted to create. And I went on this 10 day, Vipassana meditation retreat last Christmas. 10 hours a day of meditation, 10 days straight, total silence. And I think it was, it was a few days in, I think it was on Christmas Day when I was meditating. And 
being that much in my practice and um, being in the experience of impermanence and being in the experience of, I had this like light bulb go off of like, oh, I've been the one, like any of my misery that I've had, any of this like suffering, I've been the one creating that. I I've been making myself miserable. I've been so, and it was like that moment of like, oh, this is me doing this. Like, I can change this. And I just remember crying in my meditation and feeling like I am so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry to my partner. I'm so sorry to the universe. I'm so sorry that I have been like trying to force a certain outcome here. And I really like, I, I let that go and was just like, what is really truly of importance to me? And the image of my partner came up and I just saw like what a beautiful being he is and how lucky I am to be in this person's life and how the love we get to share. And I just thought of a few really simple things that I love doing with him. Like I love when we teach or we sing together and I love when we get to spend time in nature together we have this back field and I have a cat and she'll like come on walks with us in the back field it's just so beautiful but even like going out to dinner sometimes and all these like memories of like oh I have it all (laughs) and like whatever the outcome looks like I just need to let that go I need to release that and um and I did, I feel like all of these like really intense desires I was holding at that time, I just started to wipe the slate clean and really in an experiential way, come back into my gratitude. Um, and when I reunited with my partner after all of that, um, I apologized and I said, I am so sorry, whatever pressure I've been putting on yourself, whatever outcome I've been like exuding that I need to happen, like I am letting that go. There's so much that we have and there's so much I appreciate. And it was three months later, he proposed. (laughs) So it's just like, whoa, okay. There is that need to, to really let go. And I think that is, it's hard work. It's not easy, just. It takes practice. You know, especially if, if we grew up super controlling or manipulative or like in that space of fear that like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We are in such this like negative balance (laughs) that we, as we practice and keep practicing and practicing, we get to heal, heal, heal until we get to that space of neutrality and then the cup overflows. And I think that's something to always remember is like, you know, that because surrender has been such a huge thing for me lately, too. And uh, to get out of my head on the way that I think it's supposed to look and to trust that it's going to be far greater than I could ever imagine. That's why the prayer is always this or something better. And so now I just need to keep doing that. You know, desires will come in and it's like, I think I know what I want. I think I know exactly what I want it to look like. But it's like, no, let's offer that up again. And let's be in collaboration with the universe because that is so much easier and more enjoyable. So less stressful. <laughs> it's a, It allows you to realize that it's not all about hustle. It's really about flow too. Like, yes, there could be things that we need to do or steps that we need to take. 
uh, in order to make it happen. Like it's not just going to be like, oh, the wiggle of the nose and it happens like this. It's like we have to do the work and be dedicated enough to be able to be honest and to face that. So I love that story. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, now that we're coming to, we're coming to, uh, you know, fall, fall equinox and we're coming into this like harvest time and this time of growth and kind of, it's like, to me, it's kind of slowing down a little bit. I see fall. Um, Cause it's like, I mean, there's obviously like the energy of like the back to school feeling that we've kind of been programmed in. But to me, fall is also that time of like the calm before the storm. Cause the holidays can bring up a lot for people too. And, you know, you were doing your Vipassana during like the holy times. And I think that in itself is so powerful and so beautiful. And so, I mean, what would you say is, is, really guiding you for the rest of this year right now and into the year coming up. I mean, this has been a really intense year, like super wild. And what do you feel is like, has been your guiding, your guiding force other than your ascendant masters and um, praying your devotion. But what do you think is, you know, what do you feel is really coming out from all of this? Well, I felt, I felt a significant shift when the eclipse happened because the, the book came out the day after the eclipse. Oh. And I felt like I was really for a while, like in kind of that more masculine structure, what's happening next? Let's move things along. Um, and now it feels so much more of the feminine energy of opening to receive and to respond and to share and to just be in the joy of that. So I'm thinking I have a couple of events coming up this weekend, which will be really beautiful where I'm going to be sharing the book and um, doing kirtan and leading that. But I think a big piece of like this, the end of this year for me, and maybe I speak on behalf of some people listening um, is rest. And I think I really like a lot has happened these last couple of years. I think energetically, um, personally and as a collective level and I feel like that's really being asked to me now rest and kind of take it slow slow things down yeah that's what I've been hearing too slow and steady wins the race you know and it's just like slowing down allows you to reconnect with that breath and that breath helps us remember that we are living in this body right now I'm sitting with the decision right now to possibly go back to India this winter. And That's amazing. Feeling that call. So I haven't been um, in January. It'll be seven years since I first went and had the whole idea for the book and everything. But uh, I've been feeling called to go back and to see Ama at her ashram and just spend a little time there. And it's a little bit, I, the reason I haven't, you know, already bought a ticket yet is because I've actually, this would be the third Christmas in a row that I haven't seen my family. And like, I see them other times of the year. But for some reason, I keep feeling called to like really be doing spiritual work during that time. And I think that's probably a challenge for a lot of us being these 
you know, we're in this physical third dimensional world and also really have feeling like we have work to do in these higher realms. And um, so we'll see what happens, but I'm feeling like rest and maybe going back to India. And we'll how long do you see yourself in India? Do you feel like it's going to be another thing like your journey where it's like, oh, I don't know, I'm just like kind of hanging out or, you know, I feel like I have more, I've taken on more responsibilities in my life here in the, in the physical plane in California that I really love and enjoy. Something else I'm learning this year is like commitment and responsibility and being grounded. So I feel like if I go to India, it'll only be maybe three weeks. Um, and in my journey of the book was six months when I was there. Um, but I think that would be enough. And I'm, I'm gaining so much here right now. I'm doing a priestess um, initiation, a 13 month program with another teacher. <coughs> and um, just that's really calling me to be grounded because it's a lot of it's in person. So I have to be here several times a month to show up to those circles. And uh, I'm teaching a new yoga class at the end of this month, a Sunday morning class. We're calling it Yoga Church. And like, that's a huge commitment to be here every weekend and to like grow that community. But that's, that also feels like what's being asked me now is to, to ground and to rest and to show up in ways that are just kind of more anchoring. Well, I think a lot of that has to do is that like you, you're at a point now where you don't feel like you need to go to distant places to find yourself. Like you are finding yourself exactly where you are. Because I know, speaking for myself, like I'm traveling on these very spur of the moment trips when I'm feeling like completely disconnected or I'm, I, I'm yearning for that grounding or I... I need help <laughs> in that way that I need to go completely outside of myself to step into unfamiliar ground. But when we allow ourselves to go into that space of breath, we find the infinite abundance that is, that is within us. And it's up to us to just know that it's enough for us to just find that through silence, through meditation, through, through, intention like intentional service and life and devotion i don't know i'm seeing more people i'm seeing people travel but they're not traveling because they feel like there's something outside of them like they're traveling because they are going to they already see themselves as whole and they are going to really enrich more of that depth of who they are yeah, there's different medicine for us with traveling and with being in one place. And we're learning that we can find what we need in either situation. Some of us express it in different ways. Mm -hmm. And it's always like, no matter where you are, it's enough, you know? And it's just, it's like what you were saying earlier about like surrendering and to just really give it up and to just really be like, I'm here and I'm ready to commit and use me like you ask spirit to use me how can i be this vessel how can i how can i serve my community how can i be of service to you the great spirit those are the things that are really motivating us and moving us i don't know that's what i feel so i have a few fire questions that i want to ask you before we head out so what is your spirit animal What first came to mind was an owl. 
I think that's probably more, but yeah, the second interview in a row that has said owl. <laughs> the second one that comes to mind actually is lynx. A lynx. I was going to say some kind of like either like panther or like some kind of like cat-like animal. Yeah, That's great. Energy. Yeah. That's great. What has been your mantra lately? I am whole and complete. I need nothing in this moment. <laughs> I, I love that. This card that says this. I am whole and complete. I need nothing in this moment. There's another one this reminds me of from Gabby Bernstein too. I have everything I need and I welcome so much more. I love that too. I love that. I love Gabby. She's the bomb. Uh, what would you say was the one book, other than Just Be, that really uh, changed the trajectory of your life? I'll share the one that I'm reading right now, which seems pretty. Of course, the Sophia Code. Of course. <laughs> I have my Sophia Code by my bed. I don't know, like Sarah Petruno's reading Sophia Code right now, too. God, that book is the best. The ultimate priestess activation. Yeah, and I actually, like, I got it months ago. I went to one of her reading book signings, and, um, but I, now that the audible, the audio version is out, I'm going through with the audio, and it's so powerful with the initiations, like hearing yeah. it. Yeah, so actually, I just did Hathor this morning, <sighs> and yeah, I think. I'll just leave it at that because that just feels so present right now. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. That's one of the books that like I'll put down and then I pick it up. And when I pick it up, it's like exactly the medicine I need yeah. at that moment. Oh, yes. That makes me so happy. Um, what would you say are some of like the crystals or the, the tools that you're using right now to help you in your rituals and to help you stay grounded as you do your work here? It's funny. I have my altar next to me, so I'm like, hmm, what do I have here? Um, amethyst is my birthstone. I have some of that here. Um, I also just love quartz crystal, and quartz crystal is, um, you know, I've heard that it can store memories. Mm -hmm. um, I mentioned to you before that I have this dream of living in a house with, like, high ceilings and skylights and just so and I imagine like women's circles happening there and um actually yesterday I had this friend every once in a while he like finds like my dream house and he'll send me a listing and just be like hey you want to go look at it and um yesterday we went to see this house and it was beautiful just like yeah the high ceiling skylights like light flooding through the windows and it was just so beautiful for me to be in this state of like going there and in total trust that like oh yeah this is happening you know I can trust that this is happening I don't know when it's happening but it's unfolding as it should in the future and we performed a ceremony actually and I brought this big quartz crystal which is in the other room and I called in all the high guides um, from the Sophia Code. And I, 
I asked universe to just show the way of, you know, opening the resources, the space for the house to manifest. And then we passed around the crystal and just like instilled the memory of being in that home. And like, I, I, so now I feel like that crystal like has a ceremony in it and like a memory in it. And so now when I hold it, that will be activated. Mm. We'll see what happens. Such a good practice to share. Thank you so much. Okay, a few more questions. What would Meredith today say to younger Meredith? You're doing exactly what you needed to do, and you are exactly where you need to be. And it's okay. It's okay to feel scared. It's okay to to feel um, your emotions. It's okay. Whatever it is that's coming up right now, you're safe. I love you and you have so much to look forward to keep trusting mm, brings <laughs> tears to my eyes <laughs> yeah. i love that oh, thank you for sharing that okay and the the last one is where can we find more about you and the book just be yeah, so my website's meredithrom.com and that leads to links, you know, all the other links, but the book is on Amazon and people can search for it there, just be, search for self-love in India or my name. There'll be a link in the show notes, by the way. Yeah, and then uh, the Sovereign Circle, so that's risingwomanleaders.com and that has... Uh, when this episode goes out, I think there will be a few more days before we begin. So if you feel like a connection to that, just I invite you to check that out too. And you also have your podcast, right? Yeah, and the podcast. The podcast is also meredithrom.com. And um, people can listen to episodes there. Or they can search for it on iTunes, Rising Woman Leaders. Yes. And then one final thing. If you had one piece of advice for everyone listening, what would you say? I'm going to tune in for a moment. What wants to come through? Because there's so much. Even if you don't know it yet, higher self is with you is inside of you and this man or woman is someone that is so radiant and is here to uplift you to help you to support you this, this being is just I can see like hands on the back just supporting you in every step wanting to help you and all you have to do is come into that place of humility and ask and that higher self will be right there to help and to offer that support and the guidance that you need all you have to do is ask uh, an angel on the planet here <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Meredith, for taking the time to write the book, have this conversation, just be here. See, I look, I even got like some post-it notes and stuff hanging out. 
just because there's some things that were in here and like I've got pages folded and folded and it's like, oh God. And this, uh, I just want to give this one quote that you wrote to close it out about Alma. Cause I thought it's kind of appropriate. Okay. It says here on page 99, I'm all about the nines. I'm born on the nines. So yeah. Om Shanti is the chapter. And you wrote, Alma shared that there were three things that made a human humane. The first was an intense desire to know the meaning of life. The second, the miraculous ability to give love. And the third, to be joyful and to give joy to others. <laughs> yeah. Duh. <laughs> duh. Obviously. So I just really wanted to share that Alma quote because I know how much she's made an impact in your life. And a lot of people's lives and when I read that I was like highlight page fold tack yes like need that on my wall so good so I just really wanted to give another little taste of the of the medicine of just be so thank you for all the work that you're doing and for being here and for using your voice and speaking up and just being you I love you and I'm so grateful Thank you. Thank you for all the joy and laughter that you bring to these topics. So fun. Oh, thank you, sister. And thanks everyone for listening. And go pick up the book. It's in the show notes. It's really good. I've heard a few women be like, I can't put it down. And I'm definitely vouching that I too am one of those. Like I just couldn't put it down. Like I literally walked around my house and read it preparing. <laughs> so <laughs> it's so great it's so great I really appreciate it and I appreciate you Meredith so much and thank you for everything have a great one everyone and we'll see you soon bye